What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Isan. Isan's new EP, Pharaohs, is out now on Candlelight Records. Check it out. Ghost Cult Magazine is once again honored to spend some time chatting with Isan. How are you doing today, sir? I'm fine, thank you. And you? I am well, thanks, all things considering, for the end of the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, you know, it sounds Howard, much, some, some much cooler when we just wrote about it in songs, right? Oh my gosh, you're so right. It's I feel like you know, 35 years of death metal and 25 or 30 years of black, 30 plus years of black metal. We kind of wish this, we wish for this, and now we got it. I hope we like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope you're well. I hope your family's well. I hope everybody you work with and associate with is well under these ridiculous times. Likewise, and thank you. Yeah, we, uh, I think uh, we've become very well aware how privileged we are, you know, you know, just speaking for me and my family that we, you know, when there's a global pandemic like this, we're, we're in Norway, you know, it's uh, um, probably the safest and easiest place to be in a situation like that. And we're immensely privileged, you know, how uh, we we're taken care of by by such a kind of oil rich society <laughs> so really no complaints and and uh, yeah of course there are hard times you know there's there's no live jobs or anything but uh, there's really we're probably better off uh, you know spoiled rotten compared to to the rest of the world so uh, very thankful for that Right on. And I, I understand that, uh, you know, of course, uh, in some aspects, uh, Norway has been a little bit ahead of the rest of the world, smaller country, smarter people, perhaps. Um, I know my good friends in uh, Vrid played a show a few weeks ago to help reopen mm-hmm. Oslo. And I, I don't believe you're quite in the city. But um, yeah, you know, it's a strange time. And again, I, I hope we're all we are trying. I'm in New York City. It's a mess. People are kind of over it, unfortunately, oh. and their, their patience is worn thin. So nobody is wearing masks as much as i would like but i am i'm taking care of myself and that's all you can really do is focus on you yeah and and uh, you know we we all have to to kind of do our part and and really you know to to the best of our ability it's a it's a test you know of strength and uh, in general you know i would say that i i've been very positively surprised by how many people globally who take responsibility and actually you know face up to, to the challenge and there, there's always the percentage you know who are in denial or or uh, too you know egocentric to to do you know the decent thing but uh, they, they are always part of society you know <laughs> it's just it's just more more visible in 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 stressful times so um and of course, we've we've followed everything from from New York and and from for the rest of the of the U.S. And you have a lot of, without going into detail, you have a lot of on your hands, you know, as a nation mm. these days. So, we sure do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we keep, I keep you know I keep trying to listen and support my friends in those cases. And then, and like I said, the other things are kind of out of our control where leaders are failing as always. And uh, we just have to focus on what we can control. I feel very lucky. The one saving grace of this year for me has been new music. I am very relieved and thankful 
that artists like yourself have put out several releases this year or within the last, you know, bunch of months. And uh, I really appreciate it because it's been a welcome relief <laughs> to listen to music and talk to artists and talk about art rather than, you know, take a break from the day to day, just oppressiveness of all the bad news. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And that's, that's what music's for, right? Or art in general, you know, that it's, uh, yeah, you know, ste stepping away from, from the daily shores and kind of explore things on a different level. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So speaking of exploring, Pharaohs, this is an excellent new EP coming out soon on Candlelight slash Spine Farm uh, in a few weeks. And uh, really awesome. I really was a fan of Telemark, the last EP, which was very, not similar, but like, I love the adventurousness and, you know, you always, uh, you know, come up with new things. I know you keep trying to push yourself artistically. This is a thing we've talked about in the past. So I'm sure for you, I, I wonder if you just write all the time and then whatever comes out of you comes out. And at this point, there's no boundaries anymore. So, you know, I wonder if you just write all the time and uh, whatever moves you is what we hear. No, well, I, I guess I, I kind of continually write all the time, but then I, it's it's kind of really sequential like that. I I have a a preface where I kind of cut out the the the, the conceptual aspects. So I, I actually have this one book uh, that I've had since the beginning of my solo career, where I really sketch out what kind of album. I'm going to make before I start writing any music and that is you know with just pointers of images or it's like a scrapbook but uh, but some focus points and the, the idea for me is really to to create you know uh, uh, yeah a, a point of, of of focus so that the end result hopefully will point in the same direction in some way you know that it's cohesive and not just a collection of songs that I happen to write in that period because I guess that's the kind of output and the kind of albums that I grew up loving so I just tend to, to do it that way <laughs> but uh, as I, I so so I have this and then I have a writing phase where I you know carve out the basic ideas and then I also put on all the other hats of recording and producing and and uh, arranging and playing and so so uh, th there's a lot of variety so I never kind of get bored but it's it's usually very like project based like for a year at a time something like that <laughs> interesting i'm glad you mentioned the many hats because that's a question i also had for you which is i what i find is as many artists you know like yourself you've been at this a long long time i find some artists have trouble self-editing and we hear all the you know sometimes the intention is like i'm going to put something out that's you know, unusual or rough or just pleases me. And I, you know, that's fine too. But I also find that some artists as they, you know, they get comfortable and you, you always pushing to improve, but I find other artists get very comfortable and they lose the ability to self edit. And I think that's where, if you're also producing yourself, right, you can't, you can't yeah. lose that ability. You have to be critical. So do you have, you know, is that something you have to kind of put yourself in a different mindset when you listen to the music back as a producer or when you go to mix or engineer? Yeah, well, I guess that that uh, we're always our own worst critics, I guess, uh, and uh, especially to, at the point, you know, this point in my career, I, I've I've been doing a lot of albums, <laughs> yes. so and releases, so, so and you become, you know, every every album starts with that phase of, oh, I I've got my way with it this far, 
now it now it's gone you know they, they i will be caught red-handed you know with all my you know warts and all uh, but uh, but then you kind of work through that and um, and try to put yourself in a situation where you get excited and that's i think that's why i end up i, I get that a lot of people think that i do all this kind of experimental stuff you know once in a while or or, you know, introduce new instruments and stuff into my uh, new approaches into my music uh, as 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 is some kind of provocation that I want to test, you know, my listeners or anything like that. But, but honestly, it's just I, I never, you know, do anything to provoke or to it's very for very, for very selfish reasons, I guess. Uh, but but um, I, I started out you know, doing a style of music that absolutely everybody hated, uh, you know, so so uh, m- my motivation was always just very personal and, uh, and artistic. And for s- some reason, that ended up being my my job. So I could, you know, continue that. And uh, now I just try to put myself in kind of creative positions like that with conceptual ideas or and new challenges that I'm that keeps me just as excited about writing and producing new music as when I first started out. And in the end, that's kind of, if, if I owe anything to all the people who have been following my music and buying the albums and coming to the shows, it's kind of to be there uh, and do my absolute best every time, you know, and, and not cut corners and, and not uh, compromise anything because uh, well to put simply if if i'm not excited about making the music i I don't think people will be excited about listening to the result it's kind of what you put in (laughs) well done well done i agree i agree i love these three originals on the ep so losing altitude specter at the feast and pharaohs right they're all different they all have shades of all your work which is you know really great and uh, I, what i what really stands out to me uh in addition to compositions i love the vocals i think you are as you as time goes on you become uh, you know like a much more powerful vocalist I don't, I don't know if it's just you know 30 30 years as a in bands and 15 years as a solo artist plus but i find like the vocals the choruses are wonderful very like cinematic to me especially specter at the feast and pharaohs um you know obviously you're welcome. I think just choices. Maybe it's the vocal choices. I know that vocal, you know, so vocals are sometimes the least paid attention to part of, you know, heavier, darker music. But you know, I I still cling to vocals and lyrics a lot, and I love storytelling, which we also see. You know, Pharaoh is immediately is very evocative, right? And the, you know, in the cover. So I was wondering if that, you know, why that ch- choice, and you know, those choices for, uh, you know, song craft, if you will. Yeah, well, as you said, you, you're familiar with my previous EP as well. That was all about what I knew how to do, kind of <laughs> everything that was close to heart. And this was, uh, you know, intended as the opposite, kind of challenge myself to do something entirely different, and and also just to 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 do a full kind of conceptual idea with just clean vocals, you know, not relying on my my uh, kind of go to screaming. Uh, voice and all that so so um uh, that that was definitely a challenge but i uh, i'll have to give credit to to heidi my wife who's my you know 
all-time you know partner and, and kind of secret ingredient for all things creative that I do but she's been she's been, been heavily involved in producing the vocals for for Pharaohs you know making sure I I do my best and uh, and also to stop me when uh, when I reach my reach my limit <laughs> you know so uh, so it's very very fortunate to have someone to who knows your voice and and what you want to do creatively so well to to kind of uh, guide the way in a situation like that so uh, i didn't do it all all on my own she's heavily involved in in making decisions like that nice she's a great artist in her own right and it's awesome that you you know have that trust it's uh you know not easily found and again once again it has to do with ego you have to be able to say i need someone to check me and coach me and guide me a little bit and not just you know i'm so i'm so great i don't need anybody because i feel like that's where you start to you can tell fans can tell and i know journalists can tell we hear it we hear it comes through sometimes not you know fortunately not in your career but uh, others oh, that's, that's usually <laughs> that's usually what i how i am it's just it just uh, she's the only one who gets through <laughs> 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 Right. I, 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 I'm, I'm sure if you ask my colleagues from Emperor, they, they, they said I was horrible to collaborate with. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. You've always had, you know, great guest collaborations on your music. You've worked with a lot of great artists, you know, at your same stature as you. So uh, I don't know if you were totally, uh, you know, unworkable as a colleague and you were, you yeah. know, a mirthless, mirthless taskmaster. I think you would have a hard time having so many friends and collaborators. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I've been I've been very fortunate, and of, and of course I'm I'm joking as well. But it's just that oh, yeah. I I have a, I have a very strong mind when it comes to my own music because when I've heard it in my head, it's very hard for me to explore other ideas. So being in a band, you know, we're you know making compromise and then listening listening to other people having a say on you know music that I've already heard in my head and try to change that. That is that is a very hard task for people outside, but of course you know to to have you know like my wife and, and to to have Einar come in do a song, you know like on the hard cover and uh, and to have all these all the wonderful artists that uh, I've been so fortunate to to work with, you know to, to to have those voices and those kind of interpretations on my music is of course something that. Uh, um, makes makes listening to my own music you know uh, uh, gonna say endurable you know because they they bring something uh, something uh, extre extremely nice and new and fresh to something that is uh, generally just just my voice you know in in all parts I, I so that is um, you know an amazing uh, an amazing position to be in to have you know a lot of talented friends. <laughs> Indeed. And I feel like Einar has really come into his own. I think when the last time we chatted, Leprous was just first really appearing on the scene. And, you know, he is really emerged as an incredible talent uh, in, in a way that people now know who he is, not just like a secret band or a small cult following. Like, I think people really appreciate his talent, his voice, his playing. And uh, I, I'm always and his thrilled. Song, and, his, and his songwriting is also... Yeah, of course. I mean, he, he is the, he is the, you know, probably the 90, 95% of all of Leprous's music. You know, it's a... Uh, 
So so uh, his songwriting, his skills is just he's, he's worked so hard and really grown grown a lot, you know. And Lepros, I'm so happy for you know all the the success that uh, they have coming now, and uh, yeah, yeah, they they worked really hard for where they're at. <laughs> So true. Uh, I'm glad you also mentioned the covers because just like Telemark had very funny and inventive covers, not funny like haha, but I think unusual yeah. and awesome. And I think, you know, what happens a lot of times, covers are great, but what happens is that a an artist likes a another band and they cover their famous song and they don't change it or make it original in any way. And what I like with you is you always put your own stamp on it and so you know portishead wonderful amazing roads and then again manhattan skyline i'm sure everyone has talked to you about this cover because i first of all i love aha i love great pop music and wonderful singing mm -hmm. you handle it perfectly the vocals are not not easy in this uh you know an incredible vocal range and very difficult song to sing i would think uh, you know for most people and so i, I want to hear about your choices of these two artists and uh, how you approach those two songs uh, well, it's you know as as with Telemark, you know I, I kind of picked the the cover songs before I started writing the original songs. So they're kind of an experiment and kind of influencing the the scenery, you know that I, I like the so the Lenny Kravitz and Maiden song that I did for Telemark, the, the kind of band aesthetic of those songs kind of influenced how I approached producing. The, the original songs, and in a similar way, I wanted to uh, to approach this EP uh, with 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 songs, you know, from electronic and pop music that I've loved for for a long, long time, and um, to take you know the, the, the roads, uh, you know, the Portishead cover. Portishead is of course all about minimalism, and it's very, it's just like one loop. Uh, going through the whole thing and it's almost mono you know the way it's produced the original and what fascinates me it's the, the minimalism and the few elements and it's so quiet it's so quietly performed and still everything at the verge of breaking up you know it's, it's, it's at the verge of distortion so, so basically there's an extreme tension you know in that song and and the performance and the production that really fascinates me, and of course, and the aha cover is, is of course it's great. You know, by by today's pop standards, it's it's a really complex song. <laughs> you know, to the, you don't really hear hear pop songs anymore that change from this kind of ambiguous, uh, easy going intro to go full four fours on with rock guitars in the pre-chorus and then burst into this larger than life chorus is really not not really done like that anymore so so the aha you know those two songs together kind of uh touched on you know all, all the aspects that is lovable about uh, pop music or electronic music Nice. Um, just as a, a, a little bit of uh, industry talk, do you, I, I, certainly I know you're not paying attention to any trends, but do you personally feel like maybe the EP approach is really well suited to you and how you produce music at this point? Because I think, you know, even considering who knows when we're going to get back to touring and festivals and shows, and I, I feel like maybe the album 
and people's attention span for a full album is a little passe right now. Obviously, I would love a new Isan record or obviously any kind of Emperor release, but, you know, whatever's in the cards for that. But do you feel like maybe these smaller releases are just kind of uh, easier mountains to climb in terms of putting out more frequent music? No, not really. Well, that's, that's probably true, you know. Uh, and I know, especially within the pop industry, that has become the norm and not even EPs, just singles, you know, continually releasing singles. Uh, but for my style of music, you know, and uh, I think a lot of people still relate to, to albums, you know, and and because uh, there's such a long culture for it. I mean, the pop music has generally had a very strong culture for singles, you know, in itself, whereas metal or anything metal or rock oriented has often been about albums. So so uh, my reason for doing two EPs was just really um, as, a, as a creative change. Because I, I grew up on Iron Maiden and King Diamond and, and Judas Priest and, you know, with albums that felt conceptually very cohesive. And all the songs kind of painted a full picture. You know, they were not random songs. They were, they were like parts of a bigger whole for me. So that's kind of how I just automatically approached writing music. You know, for you know when I, I got the recording, you know, to to approach albums like that, that the songs kind of become hopefully uh, larger than the sum of its parts, if you could put it like that. Uh, but then again, I, I I have a certain I have a certain experience of you know or of notion of the ebb and flow of of an album and how it's supposed to be. So, um, in doing, it's, it's probably easy to explain it the other way around. Like take the Telemark EP for example. Uh, the, the title track has some very strong folkish elements, you know, in the guitar parts. I would never. It, it's such a strong uh, musical texture. I would never find. A place for that because I'm not really that big a fan of, of folk music. The, it's kind of a very limited taste for it, you know. So, so I would never find a spot for something like that texture in a full-length album. But within the confines of this short-form EP, you know, there was a perfect space for it. And in a similar way for for, for Pharaohs, you know, some of, some of the songs that are so poppy. You know, even like a song like Spectre at Feast, it's so kind of uh, straightforward songwriting, you know, like pop rock songwriting. I don't think I would find a space for it within the confines of a, a, of a full-length album, but it was perfect to kind of explore the, the outer edges of, of that from my music, you know, in, in an EP format. So the two EPs kind of represent you know me going further in either direction than i would probably do within a full-length album so in a way it's, it was kind of the two pieces were kind of cleaning the slate before approaching the next album and uh, of course there was also the element of uh, since i think i originally of course the, this didn't happen because of the corona situation but i the original idea was all along to you know release the telemark ep and then do consecutive shows where I did a set list, you know, built around the Telemark material and music from my catalog that reflected, you know, the more extreme side of things. And now 
after the release of Pharos, I was meaning to go on the European tour and kind of do a set, you know, fully based on the more experimental and mellow elements of my 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 catalog. So so uh, to kind of conceptualize also and not just do these kind of uh, mixed sets, you know, live as well. Kind of implementing the the releases into to the live shows to to. Um, but that, of course, that never happens. Now it's just two EPs. <laughs> right. Perhaps when things clear up, you can revisit that idea. I do want to say I'm really fascinated that you mentioned the folk elements of uh, losing altitude because one of my favorite projects of yours that I don't think a lot of people talk about is Harding Rock. And again, not necessarily what you would go back to doing ever again, but I love that release. And uh, I just wanted well, to you. kind of pick you I wanted to pick your brain about it because I feel like only the true Isan fans know that album and casual fans sh- should definitely check it out if they hear this conversation. Yeah, no, that, that was really, because as you probably know, that was uh, me and Heidi, my wife, doing yeah. like a collaboration thing with uh, Knut Buhn, who is uh, he's probably the most famous folk musician in Norway. You know, he's, he's like, uh, he's uh, like immensely you know, he's like a cultural institution in himself. But uh, but he really just approached us because he's from the same country, he's from Telemark, you know. And the true mutual friend, you know, he he got in touch with uh, with us and said, you know, he had this idea of, of mixing, you know, his music with, you know, rock elements. So and that was the starting point of that. And, and uh, he had a lot of the ideas, uh, you know, a lot of the thematics that he wants to come up with. And we... We sampled that and kind of built songs around it. And he would write lyrics, you know, from uh, from uh, from Telmark and folklore. So uh, it's uh, it, it's really uh, hard hard to, to explain a lot about it without going very deep into it because he's such a multifaceted person. And probably the the best thing about the whole thing was getting to know him and the conversation the three of us had. <laughs> this is extremely stimulating and, and intelligent and uh, and warm person awesome I, i'd love to see that revisited someday and maybe i'll see you in person and we can talk about that offline uh just for a final <laughs> question uh, a sort of observation i know there's a lot of excitement about future emperor festival dates and shows and tours and obviously this year was all canceled i have to say i'm really excited and fascinated about the beyond the gates Greg Holland performance next year. And I just wanted to finish this discussion, just picking your brain about that for a second and, you know, kind of a return to home, if you will, like, you know, where the first Emperor records were made. And, uh, you know, that's going to be amazing. That whole festival is great. They always do a great job. And uh, mm-hmm. I hope that we'll get out there to cover it. But let's hear your thoughts on uh, that that show, particularly those other two bands. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think that it's, uh, that's going to be great. And uh, it would be very fun to revisit uh, Greg Holland uh uh i have such you know great memories from those recording sessions and i think uh, a lot of that that whole experience for me personally was kind of what spurred me along to you know my fascination for studio work and production because uh, Putin, uh you know the the our, our engineer and producer there uh, he had a big impact i think on on the whole uh on the whole, you know, black metal aesthetic that came out of those records that were recorded there. Uh, and uh, we were, you know, we were teenagers. And he he kind of saw us as teenagers, 
but also he saw that we had uh, you know a, a total lack of experience but a lot of of uh, of passion for doing something new you know and and he created the perfect kind of setting for everything to flourish and he kind of took us as teenagers but he also took us seriously enough you know to uh, you know use his his expertise and experience you know to, to help us along uh, so so uh, he was just you know in, amazing in that situation and um, since the, the other guys they were old enough to go to garage you know the the local rock pub in Bergen but I was I was uh, uh, only 17 so they threw me out the first night and that's why I, I ended up spending all all the evenings with Pitten in the studio you know and uh, and kind of learned to 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 enjoy that that thing when the other guys were in the pub so so uh, I guess I've continued continued that journey I guess I, I've always, you know, see, I think I've had a recording set up since I was got my first four track recording in, uh, when I was 11 or 12, but still. <laughs> nice. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, Isan. Thank you so much for sharing some more of your story and your art with Ghost Cult. And uh, again, I look forward to a time when we can see you back out on the road doing what you meant to do and in front of people safely. Me too. And thank you so much for the support. And uh, as they say these days, stay safe and healthy. And uh, hope hope the situation in your area for your family and yourself gets gets better very soon. And uh, yeah, that we get to do some live shows soon again. <laughs> Indeed. We'll see you soon. Take care. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.